0: Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. Today, you'll get to hear insight from three AlterX customers who shared their analytics journey during a chat with our president and CRO, Paula Hansen. From State Street Global Advisors, you'll hear from Jet Lolly.
1: There's a quote from a professor at University College London, which said, all big companies only manage to understand less than 1% of their data. And I think, you know, even when we manage can understand 2%, that's just a a game changer.
0: Laura Anderson from Siemens Energy.
2: We make sure we keep the lights on for everyone. And my role in that company is running the controls and digital business. So essentially I'm the brains of all of these big plants. And I do anything from 600 data points coming out of a plant to 48,000, and they come out every single day.
0: And Nathan Patrick Taylor from Symphony Care.
3: We've been using Alteryx, I think, since 2015, so um, we're, I won't say we're an original, we haven't gone back 25 years, but um, (laughs) we're definitely there uh, very early on. Been to numerous Inspires, in fact, today, I wore my Alteryx (laughs) socks. All (laughs)
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) I have those going for me. Um, During their conversation with Paula, Jet, Laura, and Nathan shared the importance of thinking big to drive digital transformation with Alteryx Analytics Cloud, including Auto Insights. And if you're curious about that cheering in the background, those are Alteryx associates in the audience, including me, as this was originally recorded at an associate event that we had earlier this year. Here's Alteryx president and CRO, Paula Hansen. This promises to be maybe
4: one of the highlights of the day because everyone loves hearing what's on customer minds. So let's start with a little introduction, share with us what you do at your company, and maybe a little bit about where you are in your analytics journey.
1: Okay, hi everybody, my name is Jet Lali, I'm the Chief Digital Officer at State Street Global Advisors. We're a $4 trillion assets under management company, and we're part of State Street, which is the second oldest bank in the US. And my team leads the digital transformation uh, for for the asset management division. We're at the very start still. We've done a lot of work in the last three years in analytics, and we've come from literally nowhere to a pretty amazing stage where we are now. But I think this is a rest of my career transition. I think for the next 20 years, we'll still be improving upon understanding all the data. There's a quote from a professor at University College London who did some research and said, all big companies only manage to understand less than 1% of their data. And I think you know, even when we manage, can uh, understand 2%, that's just a, a, a game changer. So I think it's a really long journey. We're at the very start of it. Uh, it's moving really fast, and it's, it's really exciting. And look forward to telling you more about it later.
2: Great. Thank you, Jet. Laura? So, hello. My name is Laura Anderson, and I work at Siemens Energy. Uh, Siemens Energy is uh, north of 30 billion euros. Uh, We're active in many, many countries in the world, and essentially what we do is provide critical infrastructure. So our specialty is power, a human right more or less these days. So we build power plants, industrial plants, high-voltage transmission grids. We make sure we keep the lights on for everyone. And my role in that company is running the controls and digital business. So essentially I'm the brains of all of these big plants, And I do anything from 600 data points coming out of a plant to 48,000, and they come out every single day. So we have an amazing amount of data to work with. We have been fortunate to work with Alteryx now for about five years, focusing a lot more on the business side of things rather than the operational, but I'm excited to learn more about how we can potentially work with Trifecta.
3: Hi there, I'm Nathan Patrick Taylor, I'm the Chief Information Officer at Symphony Care Network. Uh, I do sort of the traditional CIO stuff, so cybersecurity, worrying about Wi-Fi networks, all of that good stuff, help desk. Um, I came from DataRobot, so I was a customer-facing data scientist at DataRobot. Symphony brought me over to lead their digital and and, uh, data and analytics team, so I kind of have this CIO, CDO, dual role. Um, there. We've been using Alteryx, I think, since 2015, so um, we're, I won't say we're an original, we haven't gone back 25 years, but um, we're definitely there uh, very early on. Been to numerous Inspires, in fact, today I wore my Alteryx
4: (laughs) socks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I have those going for me.
3: Uh, not a lot of people have heard of Symphony Care, so we're, we are in healthcare, but we are probably in uh, the, the niche that was hurt the most by COVID. So we're in skilled nursing and uh, assisted living. And so it was, it's been a rough, a rough two and a half years. There's a lot of positive things that came out of it with the help of Alteryx, and, and I think we'll talk about that here as well. So that's my story.
4: Yeah, Lots of transformation in each one of your industries, so no doubt about that. Okay, so I'm going to walk through with each one of you a question to have you share with this audience your words of wisdom. And I'll start with you, Jet. I know you're a big believer in driving digital transformation at scale globally across State Street Global Advisors. And I'm sure with that initiative, at times, there are challenges. And so you came up with this approach of simplify, unify, and amplify to be able to get people on board. So why don't you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so when I first was given the job to lead the digital transformation, I actually didn't know what it was. Uh, it was a, I didn't like the title. It was super vague for me. Uh, and I had to really think about what, is it, what does it mean for my business? What is achievable? What's going to add um, the, the most impact? Uh, and what can, what can we do really quickly? And as I looked uh, across our digital portfolio around the world, you know, we had some like eight different content management systems. Everything had grown up locally, you know, and the old way of doing business, uh, local business leaders were running everything, their IT, their sales, their marketing, and with that, we had lots of legacy technology all over the world, and so the first thing we needed to really do was to standardize that, and we couldn't globalize it without standardizing it, so Simplify was really how do you get the one solution that does that thing worldwide for everybody? Um, once we did that, it was, okay, we now have all of these billions of data points that are being generated uh, from our customers every time they they visit one of our 156 websites around the world. Uh, How do we unify that? How do we take all of that data, marry it with other data we have in our finance systems about our products or about our clients, and really get a 360-degree understanding of what our customers are doing and how can we learn from that? And then the last piece of it is Amplify. And a transformation really has to have a bold intent. And our intent was we need to have 10x improvement. Because if it was, you know, 100% improvement, that's just good improvement. It's not really a transformation. So we set this very high target of having 10x in all of the things that we wanted to do. And that would be 10x in terms of using the data better, 10x more customers engaging with us online. Um, And and that's the kind of ambition that we have. And some things we can do uh, quite quickly, and some things are are more kind of multi-year to get us to 10x where st- all of that journey uh, continues, and it continues, I think, forever going forward. I think the pace of change in business is you're constantly going to be in transformation, and there isn't ever an end to it. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more you know, about some of the specifics of what that means to me. Um, it's not, no longer about the technology. I think the technology now works. You know, I've been in this space for quite a long time, and for the first 15 years, it was about getting this technology to work. And the technology is so good now, it does its job and that's not you know, our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is how do we put that data we get into action and how do you upskill and train all of the people in our organization uh, to do their work differently? And that's the transformation that we really, uh, you know, are working towards now. And still trying to figure it out, it's a really big challenge. Um, and it's, it's skilling people on a one by one basis. You know, You can implement global technology at scale Uh, But when you want to develop individuals, everyone has a different job, everyone has a different problem they need to solve, and that can't be solved in the same way. Um, And so that's that's where we're at the moment.
4: And I think we're going to circle back on that conversation of the people and process elements of transformation, but love the 10x goal that you set. That's a good one for all of us to uh, reach for. Um, Shifting over to you, Laura, I know that you've been working with Alteryx now for five years. So we've been on an exciting journey together. And you've had to work through some of the challenges that we hear from many of our customers, right? One around how do you build a bigger vision so the executive team understands what you're driving towards with analytics. And then on the flip side, you also face challenges with platform wars, where there's multiple options that you could, multiple vendors that you could go with. So why
2: don't you walk us through how you navigated through those two things? Sure. So I think as as Jet mentioned, we're struggling a bit with this, you know, one to two percent of the data that we're really using, and how do we get value out of it? And also this idea, uh, Siemens Energy is a a set of conglomerates. So basically we define, or perhaps in the dictionary you'll find our name under data silos, right? (laughs) 35 different SAP systems, 11 different instances of PLM, 11 different instances of Salesforce because we can't all do it the same way. So trying to pull all the data together is a nightmare. And uh, we kind of say we spend 80% of our time, maybe even 90, pulling the data together and 10% of our time thinking about what it means. And so what we really wanted to do was try and somehow flip that on its head. You know, 10% of the time on the data, 90% of it thinking about what it is that we really are going to do. And when we first started working with Alterx, it was very interesting because we had, I think as Mark called them, kind of zealots or evangelists. And they would kind of spread, and everything spread via word of mouth, and then it kind of bubbled up to management at the point where we needed somebody to buy a server. And that person was me, right? So I, I kind of looked at it. I said, OK, it was 50,000 back in the day. It doesn't seem like a big deal. But then I ran into my first challenge of kind of educating the rest of management, because I, I kind of got that you would get the data much faster. Right? You, would, you would get those insights. But uh, I think it's a little bit about you know management not really wanting to know how the sausage is made. They don't really understand the process IT and data is, is always something they've never really spent a lot of time about. It's just supposed to be there. It's supposed to work like their laptop. So, trying to formulate kind of a bigger digital or data strategy was a little tough. Um, but we went forward with the server. And then we spun out from Siemens, became Siemens Energy, and then we decided no, 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 no. We really need only one vendor of key services. So when we started looking at the ETL area, we ended up in this platform war. So we had the Europeans, uh, primarily, who had more experience with Nime. Uh, they loved it. They were super into the fact that it was free until you needed to go to the server model. And then you had uh, a core group of the Americans who really loved X, loved how easy it was, um, and they both had very dedicated user groups uh, within the company. And so enter the war, right? (laughs) And it was really fascinating for our IT group because they were originally looking at it from a pure cost perspective. So I was called in with uh, one of our CFOs to kind of help mediate this overall discussion and to bring in uh, the quote unquote business view because the businesses wanted to make sure that this wasn't just gonna be an IT led discussion. And that was really fascinating because we had to go away from the pure you know let's look at the technical right let's look at the cost of the licenses, let's look at total cost of ownership, and then let's look at important things like usability, what data do we already have? is there a migration path because you have all these people terrified that all of their their work hacks are going to be lost um, so that was a real pivotal turning point for us in terms of understanding the power of the system, but also really inspiring because none of this work had kind of happened from the top down in most instances. It was all being driven out of early adopters, these zealots who really wanted their jobs to be better and more meaningful. Um, So it's been quite a journey. We now have a a chief digital officer and uh, are trying to put a little bit more structure around it to really step it up and scale it. So at this point, I think we have 600 Alterx licenses that basically all... Uh, used like that, it was impressive. We didn't think we'd be able to do it, but it's been a great journey.
3: That's incredible. With, uh, we talked backstage a lot about the, the platform wars, and we went through our own version of that ourselves, where when we adopted Alteryx, we had a lot of users who were using Power BI. And the, the struggle there is that Power BI and a lot of the Power Platform is, I'm gonna use air quotes here, free in the sense that it comes with some of the licensing structure, and that's that organic growth where they're using Power BI and then you say, well, but I have this other platform, Alteryx, which we do pay for, right? Um, And that's where we got a lot of pushback from people who were using Power Query. And um, now I don't think Power Query holds a candle to Alteryx, but some of our users thought it did. So... um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so, yeah, there was a big internal battle around that, and um, it really came down to, I think, the theme of what we've talked about over the last couple of days, getting to know each other, is, is sort of the speed of how quickly you can get stuff built, but also managing it and understanding it. And I think one of the downsides to Power Query, if you're going to go up against it, is is that control mechanism. And I hate to sound, sound like the typical IT guy, but um, there's no real way to govern what somebody's doing in a Power Query, and when it's sitting out there in the service, um, I can't really control that, and there's not a, a lot of good standardization around it where there is with Alteryx in the server where I can see what people are doing, I can govern the data sources that they're going to, and I think that, to us, was what sort of won the day on the Alteryx side. I still have people who want to use Power BI for certain reasons, and if you're doing visualizations, have at it, um, but for the data you know, manipulation component of it, you know stick to Alteryx.
4: The important stuff.
3: The re- yeah, <laughs> the, <important> stuff. <laughs>
1: the hard stuff.
4: So Nathan, obviously, tremendous amount of change in in the healthcare industry for years, and then comes a global pandemic, which you know puts an incredible amount of pressure on an already um, under pressure industry, uh, and so you've started thinking about how you could actually use Alteryx with nurses yeah. um, to help them do their jobs better, given how difficult their jobs are. So why don't you share a little bit with us about that?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, sort of an interesting project. So we were, we were trying to do some predictions around readmissions. And in our industry, a readmission is a, is a negative thing. It's where a patient who has had knee surgery or hip surgery comes to us for rehab They're supposed to do their rehab maybe 10, 11 days, a little shorter, a little longer, depending on how they're progressing, and then they go home. So it's supposed to be a really positive, transformative experience for them to learn to walk again and comb their hair, brush their teeth, and then transition home. If they go back to the hospital, something bad has happened to them while they stayed with us. Um, So what we did was we tried to create a model that would predict what the underlying factors were for a patient to uh, go back to the hospital when we created it naively, we thought that the nurses would fully understand how this model would work, and when we gave them a probability of like forty percent chance of going back to the hospital, they understood what that meant, um, and they had no idea what it was. so um, we went through a system of color coding it, and we 've had this conversation you know in the background here about <laughs> red and blue and green and yellow and all these different colors so Finally, we settled on a scoring system that's based on um, something they already knew, which was this physical levels of of, uh, of movement, and that had its own color-coding system. But really, what it all came down to is just training them on how to use the data to make decisions, and so we spent a little bit of time with every nurse, whether it was red or green or yellow or whatever color we decided to use, what that really meant. Um, and in the end, we found out that a 20% chance, a 30% chance was actually really high. Um, And I I sort of use this analogy that if you were gonna take an airplane flight and I told you there was a 20% chance that something would go wrong, would you get on that plane? And you would say, no, I'm not gonna get on that plane. And it's a little extreme analogy, but that's kind of what we were facing. In traditional machine learning, you usually say 50% or more this event is gonna happen 50% or less, it won't. And um, that was a, a training that we had to go through to understand you know, how to use predictions in a way that made sense. Um, and so yeah, we spent that time with them. Uh, and then you know, we got to, got to a point where um, it started to go out into other parts of the organization. And the, the finance team heard that the nurses were using something, they're like, what's the Alteryx, what's that all about? And, you know, we had a chance to move that other places.
4: Yeah. That's great. And you've also been uh, somewhat of an early adopter of our Auto Insights capability. Yes. So what's your, yes. what's your feedback on that?
3: I love it. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Um, there's, so our biggest challenge, obviously I mentioned Power BI, we're a you know, Power BI shop, is I, I, can't, I can't build everything everybody wants. And I don't know what questions they're going to ask. As much as I try to try and figure out, I'm going to walk into a meeting, What is our COO gonna say? What's our CEO gonna say? Um, They ask questions and that means I have to go back and rebuild my Power BI report all over again. Um, So our first pass at at hyper or Auto Insights was uh, having it give us what the underlying causes were and have those time dimensions built into it. If anyone's ever done anything in Power BI, if you try to do time intelligence, you need to know DAX or M, which I don't have a person that knows DAX all that well. Uh, So, Auto Insights builds those time dimensions, like what happened last month? What was last month to the month before? What was last month to the year before? What was last year before, you know, the year before that? All that's built into it, you know, from the beginning, and then you can just drill down into what's causing those factors. Huge time savings for us. Um, It's a sales tip, if I can give that to you. It's not going to replace Power BI. It won't get rid of those standard reports. Um, but I think it supplements, you know, those things in a way that we wouldn't be able to build, you know, report after report after report. Yeah.
4: yeah that's great. So, so maybe the last question for each of you, because you've each referenced a little bit of this in your perspective, and then we've talked about it offline too, is that it's, it's not really about the technology and the technology working so much as it is how you're going to work it through your organization culturally with the people and the process that goes around the technology. So the question is, what role would you like to see Altrix play in that?
1: It's a good question. I think many of the things I heard today um, are the right things that you guys are doing, and it's really encouraging to hear the commitment you have in, in the communities that you're building. Um, and I think you know, as one of the leaders in the industry, that is your role that you, you need to play in that. Um, in every business, Everyone has become a knowledge worker. And everyone who's a knowledge worker is a data worker. And there haven't been that in the past. You know, whether you're a nurse, or whether you're a marketing person, or a salesperson, it's, yes, you still have to have relationships. But you also have to have data. You have to know all the information about your clients or your patients. And that's a really big change. And you know, we are in the fourth industrial revolution. We're going from the proverbial horse car to the automobile. And no one really knows how to do that because no one's alive that saw that happen before. And so we're kind of figuring out how do you make every single person in every single company a data worker uh, when they haven't had to do that before. And so I think, um, you know, with any kind of transformation, you learn on the way and you you figure some things out. I think empowering and encouraging um, the relationships you have with your clients that you not only bring the kit but you bring the infrastructure and the support through communities to kind of help train and develop the people, and that's gonna come after. So once they've got the data wrangled, the next thing comes the people. And I think that's super helpful for for other execs on the journey to to tell them that, great, you've gotta solve this problem, but then you're immediately gonna have that problem. And you should start thinking about that now, and we can also help you with that.
2: That's great, thank you, Jet. Laura? I really liked what you were showing earlier about the different data stages uh, that that you had in terms of the maturity assessment, because I really resonated with that fact that we're all still pretty early. And not all of us really know what the path is to levels three, four, and five. right? So constantly having that perspective of, okay, where am I? How can I get better? What's the vision I should really be communicating to my broader organization? And where can I show some examples of people who've done really cool stuff? And that makes you, in my perspective, more kind of a, a strategic partner to really help drive our business into the future, rather than just a tool vendor.
3: Yeah. It was, we definitely view Alteryx as a partner, and I, we, when we talk to vendors when they're first trying to pitch to us, we always emphasize that partnership mentality. Uh, and I, I don't think a lot of people take us seriously when we say that, because um, every every sales rep will say, "Yeah, we'll be a partner," <laughs> and, and I get that. I get that, um, but that relationship is built over time, and that's that's definitely happened with Alteryx. You know, your your acquisitions, um, you know, with with Tribacta. we actually looked at Trivacta. Several years ago, um, it wasn 't the right fit at the time, but now we 're growing enough where that might be a good fit and it 's a smart play um, hyperana you know it 's a paradigm shift that that idea of what auto insights is is a paradigm shift it changes the way that we 're going to be doing visualizations and reports it 's going to be different, and I, I like where that 's heading so when I engage with a new vendor. I like to see, you know, where, what do they think they're going to go? How are they going to grow? And you guys have done that. So, you know, keep doing that. The other piece is the community. Um, I don't know of any other vendor that we have partner that has the community you guys have. So, you know, keep, you know, raising that up, keep growing that community. Um, I always joke that when you have a problem in X Designer that you're trying to solve, you Google it. The first thing that comes up is a community page there's usually somebody has already solved that problem or there's a YouTube video out there for it and you can follow along um, with that. So, yeah, keep, keep that educa- education piece going and the community going.
4: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This has been invaluable insights for the team here. Thank you for being Alteryx customers. And we look forward to continuing to earn that partnership as we go forward. So how about a
0: warm round of applause for our customers? Thanks for listening. To learn more about Alteryx Auto Insights or to join the Alteryx community, check out our show notes at communityaltrixcom slash podcast.